You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. We don't have any new callers today, so let's get started with Leah from Southern Illinois. Hey, Ryan. It's Leah from Southern Illinois. Hey. Uh, first and foremost, I cannot tell you how honored I am that y'all have adopted Touchdown Cheese. Yes. At your house as a celebratory uh, moment in the Green Bay Packers world. So good. The Cheesehead Universe, whatever you want to call it. I was going to call before the game and just carry the G and give the, it doesn't matter, I'm so proud, it doesn't matter what happens, blah, blah, blah. Then I jumped on the live stream for a minute, and then when it was 21 to nothing, I was pretty sure I was having a fever dream or it entered a parallel universe, and wow, that game. Um, wow. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, I'm on my way to Rockford from Southern Illinois in the middle of a six-hour drive to the Great White North. That's a fun um, And I just want to thank you for what you're doing. You give me just enough of the stats, just enough of the specifics, but it, your podcast, your show really is fan-sided, and I love it. I love how we're... I don't know. I feel like I've joined a family. Uh, so thank you for what you're doing. I didn't call sooner because I honestly was intimidated by my first call. You said it was well thought out. Now I'm obviously just a rambling mess. Um, I, can, I, I can't say anything that people have not already said about J-Love. Um, wow. And I just have to say, Aaron Jones, pay him his money. Uh, go back and watch the game. If you haven't come back and watch the game, look at the block that Aaron Jones puts on that, what's that kid's name? Uh, oh, the, the, the sack monster that they threw. Micah Parsons. Aaron Jones threw a block on that man. He put his helmet in that kid's chest, and he had to go sit down and talk to his mommy. I mean, uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones really is the lighter fluid that gets this offense started. Um, I, I'm at a loss for words. Again, thank you for what you do. Go Pack Go. And if we play the way that we did, I, who can beat us? I mean, I, I thought six or seven wins this season and, and finding out that, that love had potential was all I wanted. And I still say that the, everything that's happening now is crazy, but you know this? not the best gravy you have ever tasted. <laughs> I mean, bring on San Francisco. Keep counting us out, everybody. We like it that way. Yeah. Sure, make it. Part two. Leah again. I told you this was going to be a rambling mess. <laughs> I don't even know where I was. We were 
seven-point dogs. Well, who walked the dogs? Huh? <laughs> who walked the Cowboys? In their house, where they haven't lost in 400,000 games or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so many great moments. I jumped on the live stream for a little bit, but again, I, I was pretty sure I was delusional. Parallel universe, fever dream, something. Um, let's go Packers. Touchdown cheese and booyah. I have booyah enough for the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. It has been frozen and stored for those games. Go Pack Go. You have what? I don't know what that is. You have booyah, as in like booyah in your face, boom shakalaka, that kind of thing. Apparently booyah is a thick stew believed to have originated in Belgium and made throughout the upper Midwestern United States. Apparently that skipped this region because I've never heard of Booyah. That's crazy. How do I not know what this is? Because even I'm looking at it right now. It says Wisconsin Booyah. What? Am I alone in this? How do I not know this? Ingredients. One pound beef stew meat, half pound chicken thighs, two bay leaves, one and a half cups cabbage, definitely not doing that. One and a half cups carrots. I'm guessing some of this got cut off. I have to try something along these lines without any cabbage. Anyways, uh, really appreciate the call, Leah. Very glad. Uh, thank you, by the way, for the touchdown cheese suggestion. That was kind of a hit, and I actually have some better tasting cheese, so that'll be nice. We got some just just a regular old block of cheddar, so we'll be doing the touchdown cheese. I've also got. Couple other items that I'm hoping will be arriving before the game starts. One is supposed to be here today. A couple more are supposed to be here tomorrow. So please remember to tune in tomorrow to the live stream. Again, you don't have to turn off your TV. You can just have it on the side, put it on your phone, put it on a laptop, put it on a tablet, whatever. Just prop it up next to you as you're watching the game and, and let's just hang out because it's a good time. Hey, Beck Eddie. I am calling for some advice um, or maybe some, some help. Because obviously the Packers just dumped the Cowboys, so I should be I should be like in seventh heaven right now, right? Like I should be just bouncing off the walls, excited and like hyping up my team. But I just I got that I got that block. It's it's the Forty ers Like I, I just yeah. I can't can't get there. Like I just every time I think about us playing the Forty ers I get just like oh chest chest pain, just chest pain from how much trauma has been there with the 49ers. And I, I just need, I need somebody to like tell me how we win this game or like, do we even have a chance? And I know that's going to seem very negative. Kind of is to be fair, but to be fair, like how many times have we lost them? You know, and how many, how many times have they ruined our dreams? So like, I, I don't know. I, uh, I need, I need something. I need something. So, uh, help me out here. Go back up. Well, I did it a little bit on today's podcast, um, more or less just talking about, like, let's let's not get carried away with we can't beat the 49ers. We have won two out of the last three meetings with the 49ers. So it's just not true that Matt LaFleur just can't beat the guy. They've beaten us. We've beaten them. Both teams are different with different teams, different players, probably some different coaches. So whatever. It's 0-0. And the, the real benefit of it is, even if there is somewhat of a mental block there, who has it on this team? The vast majority of this team didn't even play the last time they played the 49ers and lost, especially on the offense, which was the biggest failure in that game. What, they scored 10 points? Who even played on that offense that's still playing? 
Aaron Jones, was he? did he play in that game? So let's not get hung up on the superstition of, um, of the whole, you know, jersey color and whatnot, because I, I, I get it. I feel the same way. It's just, it feels like there's going to be a harder game because it's the 49ers, not because of how good they are, because of the freaking helmets. I still have trauma. To this day, I've never seen a defensive line get dominated so badly as it did against the 49ers. I remember watching back and just seeing, you know, three or four different gaps to run through that looked like they were about 10 feet wide. I mean, the absolute sheer embarrassment of some of those losses, and you can add Tampa Bay in there, but it's freaking brutal. And then add to that just the general Packers failures over the year, always feeling like we got a shot, especially against Tampa, because now it's all, you're coming into our house, you know? It's cold weather, you're Tampa Bay, like you don't stand a chance. And what happened? Same old bullcrap. Just another team, man. Hey, Ryan. It's uh, Jason here from uh, old Vancouver, Canada. What's up? Uh, wow, man. Just wow. I, you know, I have to say I was one of the biggest Jordan Love doubters um, early on there, September, October. But I just didn't think he had it in him, you know. I just I thought he was soft. I thought he didn't play, you know, aggressive. And I just I, I had a lot of opinions about the guy because of the way he acted over the years. You know, we saw Rodgers come in under Favre, and he knew he was the guy. He knew early on, you know, he kind of let Favre know that. And we didn't see that from love. We just kind of saw a guy who was wowed by the moment. Um, and I translated that into thinking that he was going to be a soft quarterback who just kind of came and went um, and just kind of enjoyed the moment. Oh, wow. I, I have to say, you know, uh, that play, that touchdown to Dontavian Wicks, um, that was one of the most beautiful things i ever seen. You know, he gets the defense to jump. I, I was watching the game with a friend of mine who's a big Eagles fan, and when Love got that defense to show exactly what they were going to do, you know, my buddy said to me, he said, um, he, they just showed their, they just showed exactly what they're doing. They just said, I'm not going to call a timeout to fix it, and it was too late. You know, it was Love is, and Love knew exactly what was going on he changed the play and it was over in a flash and yeah. that was the dagger to me you know that was there is your dagger uh to me so you know i'm just so excited uh, for saturday I, I i i i'm not expecting a win uh i don't think we really can expect a win against a team that's destined to to kind of go to the super bowl i think it's kind of uh, a long shot but sure. hey man you know if we get the ball first and we come out and we do what we did against KC and we do what we did against Detroit and against Dallas, you know, the pressure's on them, you know, and I think that's big on, on Saturday. I, th- I think, you know, getting the ball first is a big deal. I think going down and, and getting the first points is, is going to be, that's going to be the key to the game is getting the ball and getting, you know, hitting them, before, punch them before they punch you, you know. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But either way, man, you know, I, I think that, we're primed for the future, you know. We're we're yeah. just, we're we're totally set up for years to come. Um, and I never thought that two months ago. I thought we're going to be I would have a turnstile at quarterback. That's what I thought, you know. And uh, I'm just so happy that this team is gelled, and you can see the difference between Love and Rogers with how hard he works with these guys and the energy in the locker room and and all that stuff. So I'm about to hit three minutes. Um, go pack, go. Yeah, well, you're definitely not alone on the Jordan Love thoughts. Um, 
it just it, it wasn't looking good early on, and and to see the amount of turnaround that he's had has been incredible. And yeah, I, I remember with Dallas when we got the ball and we drove down and we scored. That's when it became real. Like, okay, we can do this. You kind of got to just. It's sort of like with a quarterback where you just got to get him those early completions just to kind of get him to shake off the rust. I don't know if it's also true for the team, but I know as a fan base, when when you watch them go down against that defense, you realize, okay, they're human beings. And that's sort of a a innate thing, too, where it's like they don't feel human. And then you expose them as being human, 300 style, you know, show them that they can bleed. And once the Packers see that, they're like, what what is this? This is what what the, the hype is about? Do we got this? We got this all day. And yeah, I mean, there is something to that as opposed to, you know, the defense allowing them to go down the field and now the crowd's in it and the crowd's all whipped up and you feel extra amounts of pressure to be able to respond to it. And if you don't respond to it, you know, even if you drive down and get three, if they got seven, you're still behind. So I get it. Hey, Ryan, Daniel. Hey. So just going back on the season on who the 49ers have played, the one game I go back and read the stat lines on is Cincinnati Bengals versus the 49ers. And you have not necessarily the same offense because he's kind of more of like the Aaron Rodgers LeFleur setup of how they run the offense, right? Um, the way the Bengals do it, he's more shotgun, wants to see everything and go through that way, but you know, he did dice up that defense. The defense isn't perfect. He went and they went and diced it all up and spread the ball around. The good thing is is they have three legit guys and then contributors, right? We have a bunch of legit contributors so we can spread the ball around. So I'm not worried about our offense. I'm not. I think we have the team to keep Jordan clean, to give him enough time in the pocket for uh, Jordan to get the ball off, but I'm not worried about the offense. The defense, Lou Amaromo, if I said that right. Who knows how to say his name? Nobody knows. But the way he typically likes to play, depending on who it is, because he's gone against Mahomes a million times, and just the 49ers have too many weapons, kind of like Mahomes make this seem like because he can make something out of nothing so just dropping a million guys into coverage and rushing three to four right we kind of do that we just do a lot of stunts on the inside nowadays right so is Joe Barry is he set up because this is a, a Joe Barry defense that's you know it's, it's the uh, it's the defense that the bend don't break that's kind of what Lou Amaromo does so Right, we'll see. We got edge rushers, we got defensive interior guys. Their line's not as good as everybody makes it out to be. Preston Smith's on a tear. He beat Christian Derrissaw. He went in and beat Tyron Smith, right? Oh, no, he didn't, actually. That was uh, Luke. Lucas Vanessa beat Tyron Smith. So just look at what we got. I think we have a legit shot. It's not about game to game. It's about matchups. And I don't. I think you can actually dice up the, the defense. I don't think they're unbeatable so that's all i got go back go yeah well you mentioned you're not worried about the offense i definitely am not because they're not capable not because they haven't been playing well but you just you don't know right you don't know until you see it so i'm gonna be nervous until i see it 
But yeah, if the offense can do what it's supposed to do and can continue to drive down and get a bunch of touchdowns like it has been, then yeah, you're looking for bend, don't break. I mean, don't bend is ideal, but bend, don't break works so long as they aren't able to keep pace, which is, I guess, the idea. Morning, Pat, Daddy. It's Cole from Illinois making my morning commute. Yeah. Um, I was just listening to the... uh, the After Dark show from last night, uh, for context, for those, if he doesn't say, this is Wednesday morning. Uh, I was listening to the Packers After Dark show from last night, and uh, I have a slight update for when uh, my father was talking crap and he needed some extra time before I talk crap to him. Yeah. Uh, my mom, so that my parents are divorced. My mom, who's a Packers fan, went ahead and said, well, I don't have any sort of agreement with him to not talking crap, and <laughs> all she sent was... Uh, the YouTube link for Justin Timberlake's uh, Crimea River. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's pretty fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and he absolutely would have been, you know, just talking out the wazoo about, oh, Micah Parsons this, and Mike McCarthy this, and da, 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 da. it's like, all right. That would have been miserable. But I'm glad we live in a different timeline. Yep. Um, yeah, looking ahead to the Niners matchup, I mean, it, I I saw the first injury report. It doesn't look like anybody too crazy is uh, EMP, unfortunately. Um, closest thing is Trent Williams, who's on a vet rest day. So, yeah, we're going to be playing against an entirely healthy Niners team, it looks like. Yep. I mean, maybe I, I it's totally possible that I just missed somebody really important because uh, I was really quickly scrolling through and looking for do not practice because I feel like those are more indicative of anything. But, yeah. Uh, but like last week, we were playing against a fully healthy Cowboys team, and we, pardon my friends, kicked their ass. So, you know what? I, I think we've got a good shot. I <laughs> I watched the preview video, like the NFL like preview for the divisional round, uh, and uh, it was talking about, like, so Packers receivers, and they brought up Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is the most consistent guy they have. He had 150-some yards last week, but we'll see. But like, you're not going to mention anybody else? Not Tavion Wicks, Jaden Reed? Like, they just kind of mentioned, oh, they had bad weeks last week, so they're probably, they're probably going to be quiet again. It's like, use more data than one week. All right, whatever. This is why I'm glad I have podcasts like you. And others to like listen to and get like good information about who we're playing and who we are. So, anyways, go pack, go. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be missing Cleveland Furl, um, which was their number two pass rusher. I think he got downgraded to number three after Sweat came along. Um, but Dre Greenlaw is also questionable. Otherwise, it looks like they're pretty healthy. And yeah, you're right. They, they, a lot of that stuff is just, like I've said before, it's just shorthand. They don't really know. They they do a quick search, look up some stuff. Oh, Dobbs went off last week. That They probably all watched that game because, you know, obviously. And so like, oh yeah, Dobbs, that's that's the guy out there, Dobbs. Like, well, I mean, I guess. I guess you could say that. Probably shouldn't, but you could. It's mostly entertaining for me because I get to correct all of it on the show and I find it entertaining to do so. But I'm glad you're hanging out with us because it's, you know, it's our pleasure. Hey, Ryan. Hey. What's up? It's me, Peter, the Red Hat Brazil here. What's up, man? So, I'm calling here again to hype up the team once 
I just saw a Jordan Love quote where he was saying that this group uh, is a group of unselfish wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs that everybody just wanted to see the other one succeed. And I feel like that's the kind of the secret of this offense, you know? Um, when talking again about the, the, the lead quote to Aaron Jones in the, the side of the field uh, during the Cowboys game, I, we didn't have a good, good game. I, I'm not sure that he even had a reception or something. But he was still hyped up. He was still happy for Aaron Jones, you know? Happy for his colleague to see him succeed. We don't see that, oh, no, this is actually my game. I need to be the one, or I need to be the one doing this or that. It's everybody's game, you know? And I feel like Jordan Love is like that, too. If he had a game where he only has, a, I don't know, 100 yards and one touchdown, and Jones just carves the Niners up or, or something like that, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be happy. He's going to be high. So that team mentality, I think that that's, that's the key for the success of this group, you know? And, yeah, I, I'm really happy about it. And that's the reason why I don't want any big, big uh, free agent signings for the receiver room. Sure. For the running back room, uh, I, I will take it. I regret that. I'm still a, a big Derek Henry fan. I still think that he, he could take us to another step to keeping everyone Jones fresh and teaching Bill, Bill and how to be a true power back. So, but other than that, I'm cool. I'm really confident. And... I, I think we can we can surprise everybody once more to win this game. And if we and that's the biggest, but if we catch from the, the Niners, I'm pretty sure we are the favorites to win the NFC. I'm absolutely not scared of the Buccaneers or the Lions. Yeah. And if we're on the Super Bowl, well then maybe we wouldn't be the favorites against most of AFC teams, but that doesn't mean that we don't have the better team. So, yeah. So, that's it. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, it's not a stretch to think that um, guys playing for each other, i.e., you know, teamwork and whatnot, is beneficial for this team moving forward. Guys playing for each other, you know. Maybe that's been the missing component. It's hard not to show up for games when it's not about letting down yourself. Guys are showing up playing as a team, and it's it's paying off. We're seeing consistency. We're seeing, you know, high level of play from kind of end to end. You know, it's not just one guy shows up and nobody else does. I mean, everybody's kind of just showing up and doing their part. And I guess, unsurprisingly, that's beneficial. <laughs> so, anyways, why don't we take our uh, first break? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can support the podcast. Or hit me up on Venmo Packernet Podcast, by the way. Big giant massive shout out to Frank Cannon. Thank you so much for your support. We will take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, Ryan, Dan from California. Hey. I've watched this season, and I've seen us go from just there's no life in this team. Sometimes everybody's just making mistakes to now there's something special happening here. And I've made a decision that with everything that I've seen, I'm going to buy tickets to the game. Nice. I don't know if I'm buying good tickets, right? I could spend like 800 bucks, 900 bucks to get pretty close to the field. Or I could spend maybe like four or 500 to get up high, but I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger. Just this team, like I, I want to be a part of history. There's something happening here. Yeah. And it's okay if we lose because we're not supposed to be here. It might cost me to go, but I want to be able to see, you know, Jordan Love in person, his first playoff run. And if, you know, he happens to win, man, like just being able to say you were there for that, like I think I'm going to do it. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm going to get the seats and I'm going to try whenever the Niners are on offense, I'm going to be as loud as I can. I know I can be loud. So I'm going to, I'm going to call in with my voice gone because that's how loud I'm going to (laughs) be. But that's all I got. Go Pack Go. Well, I know those tickets aren't cheap. Daniel, but um, I, I think you're right. I think this is one of those things where, you know, 20 years from now, we're going to be talking about this. You know, when 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 far or when Rodgers left and uh, Jordan Love's first year and how he played in that first year. Remember, Rodgers' first year, they didn't even make the playoffs. And so, yeah, win, lose, or draw, I mean, there is still a historic thing here to be able to say, you know, I mean, again, I, I think if Jordan continues to play the way he's playing, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer and people are going to get mad. Oh, well, just to give him time. Listen, I put the caveat in there if he continues to play this way. And if he does, it's not debatable. So go argue with a wall. And so, yeah, worst case scenario, the Packers lose and you saw the final game of his of his rookie year or his not rookie year, but inaugural year. And if the Packers win, it's going to be one of the best games you could have possibly gone to. I mean, you know. It's probably going to be, well, you could say it's a bigger game than if they win next week, but that's going to be tough because if they win next week, I don't care how bad the team is that they go up against. I mean, that's, that is like, dude, we're going to the Super Bowl, which think, think about that for one second though. And it just hit me now. If the Packers win this game, it will officially be above 50% that they will be going on to the Super Bowl. How unbelievably crazy is that? But yeah, you're going to, I, I don't think you're going to regret going to that game. So I uh, hope you have a good time. And feel free to to check in with us when we're doing our live stream. Send over some pictures, whatever it is, and um, we'll be we'll be there cheering with you. Pack Eddie, it's Garrett from South Illinois. Hey, uh, sub zero temperatures here today while delivering the mail. Wearing my 
Packers sideline skull cap and uh, face mask. And uh, people can't see how much I'm smiling, but I'm smiling. It's been a great week. Uh, I just can't tell you how much a win like that does for the spirits. Yeah. Uh, of enduring the work week. And all I can say is that, uh, $250 you won. I expect you to buy $250 worth of broccoli and carrots to eat during the San Francisco game Saturday night. So, uh, I wish I could, but, um, I may have potentially reinvested that in the Packers. So if they lose, say la vie. If they win, I am sitting pretty right now. Unfortunately, I just keep forgetting about it, so I don't have to super get nervous. <laughs> and then I remember and I get scared. I hope you got your choppers ready. Yep. And uh, this time, I, I think a lot of people will probably expect to see the whole family on the stream this time. See what I can do. I think you, you got to throw it. It's all or nothing, Ryan. <laughs> it's all or nothing, dude. Bring on the whole family this time. I mean, no, no holes barred this time around. So uh, bring on the Niners. Uh, I can't say that I'm got higher expectations than going into the Cowboys game, but what we have seen with the the steady consistency that we were wanting, that you were wanting and preaching about at the beginning of the season, yeah. I think you're finally seeing it, Ryan. Yeah. And uh, there's just no there's no telling what this team can do. There's no pressure. They're still playing with house money. The gambler went into Dallas and uh, took home the whole pot. So this time, going into Niners, let's bring home that pot of gold. I'm out. Yeah, I was preaching consistency early in the season. I'm going to keep doing it, too. I mean, I, I, I genuinely believe the team that can be the most consistent is going to be the one that hoists the trophy this year. And if the Packers can continue doing what they playing at their best as consistently as possible, if they're the most consistent in that, I think that they win it. Now, it's tough because the defense, I don't know what the absolute top is, but it, it seems to me that we've seen glimpses of some pretty impressive defenses. Ryan, Kyle from Madison. What's up, buddy? It's yeah. uh, Wednesday evening. It's been a glorious freaking week, hasn't it? Yep. Hopefully this gets in. I know you have a lot of calls this week, so... I'm hoping this gets in before the game. I know we got an early game this week, so if not, uh, I guess it will just live somewhere forever on the cloud. But as I've been turning my attention to the, the Niners game, I, I a couple things I keep thinking is obviously there's like the existential dread <laughs> trying to figure out. Like, like I can understand the Packers' offense dropping over 30 on the, the Niners' defense. I think that could happen. What's so hard for me to try to figure out, and it doesn't mean it won't happen, but it's just hard to figure out. Like, how the hell are we going to stop their offense, man? Yeah. I mean, even if Jair um, plays, you know, just freaking McCaffrey on him, and just by himself is such a handful and could wreck a game and has wrecked games this season for us, but just all those weapons, I don't know. I don't know. I sure hope they can, though. But one of the things I've been thinking of, and I called earlier this week saying how, you know, the fast start I think is important again. But what I keep thinking is, instead of what we did to Dallas where we came out just determined to open them up in the run game, like they saw on tape, like these guys can, they're not big enough. We can wear them down, we can run on them. 
I think that early on in this game, you got to use it, – it's almost like because of how much running we did on the Cowboys, it's almost like you've earned a response from the defense from the Niners straight away. They're going to come out trying to stop that run right away. And I just – instead of pounding head against the wall in that front, I think it's like kind of a freebie. Use the Niners playing the run early to pass. Come out passing. And when they finally bring that other, when they actually, you know, sub out a linebacker, go in a nickel, whatever, to stop the pass, then you hit him with the run. I don't want to see us come out there and just bang our head against the wall with Jones, one yard, one yard, two yards. You know, if they're playing the box to stop Jones, play action and keep hitting him and hitting him and hitting him in the passing game until they do something about it and then go back to the run. So that's my big thing for offense versus Niners defense. I have no idea about our defense versus their offense. Good luck. We'll see. But I think if LaFleur can use all the film that the, that the Niners be watching all week about us running on the Cowboys are going to be in their head, use that to your advantage, pass to set up the run, um, good high percentage throws, get love going. I think they could be in good shape offensively. So here we go. Go pack. I hope it's a big one. Big win. Yeah, and we got a lot of tools at our disposal, which is a good thing. You know, I mean, it, it's definitely nerve wracking to think their capabilities on defense and what they're able to do and, you know, how they can probably stop the run while also playing the pass is going to be it's going to be tricky. But at the same time, we've got a running back that's playing out of his mind. We've got an incredible deep threat in Christian Watson. We've got some great guys underneath that can that can work. You know, Jaden Reed in the slot. We got Romeo Dobbs and Wicks, and, and Bo Melton's got some speed. We got the tight ends who have two very different skill sets. I mean, Matt Lafleur, whatever it is, and this is the best part about it, and another reason why there is some level of optimism here. Whatever it is, Matt Lafleur determines is the best way to attack this team. We probably have the right personnel to get it done. They may not be the best in the NFL at doing those particular things, but whatever it is, we got a guy that can do it. So it just comes down to Matt LaFleur identifying the right game plan, putting together the right pieces, and then it comes down to execution after that. And, you know, <sighs> nerves are starting to kick in a little bit, but I think it's a, a, a very real thing that they could win this game. Just back here. Hey. Everybody else. I don't have anything to add. I just wanted to say that the Nick Bosa clip that you're playing sounds like he's talking at half speed or something. So that's funny. Hopefully he plays at half speed. Go back, go. I did notice that. I've never, apparently, I've never really heard him speak. He's, uh, seems a little slow. That's for sure. But not on the field, I guess, is kind of the issue that we're going to have. I don't know what you said, man, but I'm glad you're having a good time. That's, that's all I could say. Hi, Ryan. It's Randy from Minnesota. Hey. This might be a subject for the offseason. I don't know, but um, I was wondering if you felt that like I feel, I think Aaron Rodgers held us back from a championship by refusing to embrace uh, Lafleur's offense. It always had to go back to what he wanted, 
he was never open-minded enough to look at possibilities that maybe Coach LaFleur might have had an idea or two that might have worked. It just seems like the more we're seeing of his offense, the more things are opening up, and it's not so stale. Uh, maybe in 2020, if he would have embraced it more, that could have been a championship, or 21 even. Um, I was I was thinking that too much was tied into Aaron and what he wanted, and not enough to what the team needed. So I never. I'm glad he was our quarterback, but right now, I'm glad he's gone. Uh, just let me know your thoughts on that, and uh, keep our fingers crossed for San Francisco. Go Pack Go! Bye. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say how things would have gone under certain circumstances or whatever, but, I mean, there's no doubt that it would have been beneficial if we had one coherent system and we didn't. We just didn't. I mean, we've been hearing for years about the two different playbooks, and you got to learn two different sets of this, and you got to learn this and this, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I get that Rodgers is a smart guy, and I get that he can read a defense, and I get all that stuff, but that that superpower that he has would have been better served doing what Matt LaFleur says to do, right? I mean, Jordan Love is doing a great job of, you know, we're seeing him diagnose defenses and working within that. And I just think it could have been a lot better if different decisions were made. But why don't we take a uh, our final break? We've got, what, seven more calls to get through? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's always one that I skipped somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but we will hopefully wrap these all up and move on into... Oh, game day. So <laughs> stress is mounting a little bit here. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Snacks. What's up, man? All right, man. I, um, nine and a half point underdog. God, I just, the parallels to 1995. To me, are masses, and I know I'm older than dirt, and a lot of the people that are probably listening. I mean, Jersey Mike probably even born yet, but um, if you remember in 1995, we played the perfect game to beat the Niners, and then went on to Dallas and lost. But that I felt like is what kind of sprung that team. Now we're not as good as the '95 team; it's not even close. But there are some parallels, man. Like, do you remember Wayne Simmons just beating the crap out of Brent Jones in like inside of five yards every single time they snapped the ball? And then they um, they just let Evans and Newsom and safety help just take the deep ball out of the way, and we tackled amazingly. I mean, we were so clean. Every time the Niners were catching balls, but we were dropping them as soon as they caught the ball. And that was it. They were getting two or three yards, and we got a couple first downs and did all right, but our defense played amazing. I feel like for us to pull this off, which is going to be a big, big, big ask, last week, I mean, Dallas, it, felt, it just felt easy and right, maybe because we've had so much success with them. But we're going to have to play perfect. Like, we cannot turn the ball over. Carlson cannot miss extra points or field goals. Our line has to play, our offensive line has to play incredible. If we can do that and our defense can just tackle, that's all they need to do is tackle. 
I think we got a chance, man. I think we got a chance. Let's march, baby. Let's march. I'm ready to go. Well, I will say I do not remember anything that you're referring to as far as Wayne Simmons, but I, I feel like for some reason, and I, I don't know if I missed it or what, I have seen his name come up 700 times in the past week. It's like, I don't even remember Wayne Simmons, to be completely honest. And I have, everybody's talking about Wayne Simmons, and I don't, I, I must have missed the inside joke. I don't know if that's just a coincidence that you brought it up, or if you saw what everybody else has been talking about or what. But, but yeah, there's got to be some some tight football play, you know. Missing tackles and stuff is going to be a killer. I mean, it, it's it's up there with, like, drop passes and, and things like that. Um, you're not going to win the game with that period, end of story. So, you know, you can miss a couple, but having one of those games where you're just missing, that ain't going to be a good day. So hoping for uh, some disciplined football. Jesse! Hey, bud. Um, I was going to call right after I left the one a little bit earlier, but I always feel kind of subconscious about calling in three minutes and then talking for another three minutes and then another three minutes and taking up an entire program, but I just kind of shouted out 1995 and Packers and Niners, and then I got so excited thinking about it, I kind of, I don't know, spluttered through what I really wanted to say, and then also I was pulling up to the grocery store, and yeah, I'll tell you what, Nashville, when it snows, I mean, it's like it's like Armageddon. People don't know what to do. It's really funny. Um, but really what I was trying to say with the 95 comparison was we're big underdogs and obviously we didn't have, I almost feel like we're probably, we're comparing to that, that the, the Niners are probably our Cowboys of that year, right? Like we just have had a hard time beating them. But what I meant to say was that day, and I remember they played so crisp. Like I said, they tackled tightly. They caught everything. There was no penalties. Um, and I said perfect game, but for us, if we're going to pull this off because it's San Francisco's going to be ready, man. They ain't Dallas. You know, we're going to need guys to get out of bounds when they should. They're going to need to catch what they should. It's, it's going to have to be flawless. I actually would argue that this is probably the game where we're, if, of any of that are left, this might be the one where we have to be the most flawless. I honestly think whoever wins this game, it's probably the NFC representation for the Super Bowl. I don't know why, uh, and I'm not going to jinx anything, but that's that's just where my head's at. So that's that. And then one other thing that I thought was kind of cool, was driving with my daughters earlier, because, again, they've been off school for three days due to this weather. And my oldest just kind of shot out, or shouted out a note. She's like, I think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. And we weren't even talking about it. She just came up with that. And I, I started thinking, I'm like, man, there's a whole generation of kids that are, you know, that don't know Rogers, that don't know Favre. Right. And they're just kind of getting enamored with this run and, uh, you know, seeing our parents. And, you know, think of your boy, right? Like you, you're right. doing the the uh, the live stream and whatever, whatever with that. And they're just like starting to like the team. And the first call I ever made to you earlier this year, first time I ever called, that was the one thing I said. It's good to be rooting for a team. So let's root for them, boys and ladies. It's time. I'm ready to march. It is funny to think about, you know, I think about the fact that, well, all my kids are around since Rogers is around, but 
they aren't, I mean, aside from the oldest one, it's going to be vague memories, you know? Jordan Love is the guy. Jordan Love is their Brett Favre for me. I mean, my, my middle daughter is about the age I was when Brett Favre took over. And I really don't remember much before Brett Favre. A couple vague memories of watching the Packers. So, big shout out to uh, Brian Gutekunst and Jordan Love, hopefully for uh, being able to continue this tradition for, for my kids. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Hey, man. What's going on, man? So, I was just listening to the podcast doc you did. Uh, you posted yesterday. Um, and you were talking about Russian Gary, that he has fallen off the cliff after he signed his new contract. Yeah. And that got me thinking. Um, I, I do feel like he, he's not um, playing as well as he, he was. But... Maybe it's a coincidence, but since he stopped rushing that much with the quarterbacks, I feel like our run defense as a whole got better. So I don't know if there's something to it. Maybe he's rushing a different way, a different path, or he, he can block as well the, the, the run, or he is wasting some seconds, some milliseconds or something like that. Uh, trying to read a play for, I don't know, um, because it, it's it's really weird how he, he he did start playing a little worse, and it wasn't actually right before he signed the contract. It was maybe you have to think again. I think so. I don't know. Maybe there's something on the scheme that's pulling him back because it's. Kind of weird that he is playing worse, but the defense is playing better. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Talk to you soon because I'll probably call you again. Because that's what I'm doing this week. I don't know why. So yeah, that's it. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. It is possible. It'll be interesting to kind of take a look at that. You know, it's possible he's being asked to be sort of less selfish. Not to say that he was being selfish, but just in terms of the way that he plays. You know. Um, is it all or nothing, go get the quarterback? Or is it, you know, playing with more soundness in, in your assignments? The, the only thing that I would say is iffy about that is the heavy rotation that they have. They're basically only seemingly putting Rashawn out there on passing downs. Well, if you're going to do that, then tee him off. If you want him to be out there to stop the run and do everything else, fine, then leave him out there. If you if you want to keep him fresh so that he can go get the quarterback, then when he's on the field, he should be going 110% to get the quarterback. I mean, pick a freaking lane. So allow me to speak to Rashawn. If you're being told to take a little bit off, um, tell Joe Barry and everybody else to shove it and then go get the quarterback. Otherwise, you know, we're back to that whole thing about try to try to go ahead and pick it up a little bit there, bud. Hey, Ryan, it's Peter Thomas calling hey, from Milwaukee. Hey, man, uh, just listen to the podcast, and thank you so much for the shout-out. Uh, it was absolutely surreal to meet you and your family uh, over the holiday break. And, you know, it's exactly how you described it. At least for me, it was um, almost like we were just old friends or brothers hanging out, man. Right. It was it was so cool to meet you, and, and I didn't know what to say. I mean, I was like, aren't you supposed to talk, man? Like, I've been listening to your voice. Every single day since 2019, aren't you going to say something funny, or aren't you going to talk about the Packers? Or this is, why, this is why I can't be meeting with people, man. High expectations. I am. I am a 
complete introvert. I, if you're not going to carry the conversation, we're going to stare at each other. That's how it goes. Fortunately, that's not actually what happened. I'm just saying. In general, if that's if that's uh, if that's not how you want things to go, then don't ever ask to meet me. Should I talk about the Packers? <laughs> Should I talk about something? And I was like, no, we're not at the right place for that. Um, and I also didn't know exactly what to say to your, your wife, but she's so nice, man. <laughs> she's so nice. And you, I knew all your kids by name, and it was just like, what an amazing experience to be able to meet somebody. It's literally been a humongous part of my life, uh, listening to you every day, getting to hear all your thoughts on this thing, this game, this football team that we love so much as a fan base. And it really has made my life so much more interesting as far as what I know and what I can bring to the table when it comes to talking about the Packers. And it's also kind of calmed me down. I used to be a pretty red-hot Packers fan. Same. And you always tend to put things into perspective. So, Brian, I just wanted to say thank you again. It was wonderful to meet you. I hope other people have an opportunity to do that if you ever get out of the house. <laughs> and um, just to everybody out there that's uh, listening, uh, if you ever want to come to the Milwaukee Symphony or hear any concert that I'm doing in Milwaukee, man, please hit me up. Um, and uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to I'd love to meet other like-minded Packer fans. But, Ryan, I uh, hope this resonates with you. I wanted to just say thank you so much for all of the time and all the hard work that you put into this podcast. I uh, appreciate it. It's made this year so much fun to listen. All right. Ciao. Thanks, dude. You're going to give me all of my feelings and whatnot. Um no, that that really was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the the thing that we went to um, was kind of like a test run to see if if it you know is something that they want to do in the future with movies or whatever. It was amazing. It really was. Um, I I kept telling my wife like you know there's a symphony playing the music for the movie that you're watching, which for us was uh, Back to the Future, but it's like the the sound the sound level is so perfect you kind of just forget there's a symphony there and i'm like oh i feel bad I'm so, i should be watching the symphony i'm watching the movie but no it was, it was a cool experience it's a cool part of town we we grabbed the hotel right next door so we didn't have to like drive all the way downtown and then stay up and drive back we just stayed the night at the hotel explored a little bit it was a heck of a good time so yeah i would definitely encourage you to go check it out if uh if you have the opportunity especially something like i did but i'm sure anything that they put on is going to be a good performance but yeah, that was that was cool. My kids felt like celebrities because, you know, like you said, you knew all their names and everything else. They were kind of shocked by that and shocked to see somebody that actually is interested in seeing me. They, you know, it's it's like they don't really think about the podcast at all. They they know it's a thing. They don't know anything about it. They don't know really what I do or that people listen to it very much or like anything like that. So it's kind of odd to have people know who I am and want to come meet me or whatever. Like, what? why does this guy want to talk to you? It's weird. Hey, it's Peter Thomas again. Hey. Uh, hey, I was in uh, Minneapolis watching the Dallas game, man. What an awesome time. <clears throat> what an amazing game. Got to see it with some of my best buddies up in Minneapolis, uh, all huge Packers fans. And, man, it's just so cool because we all listened to you, and we were all on the same page as soon as kickoff started. Yeah. It's really awesome to be able to, like, have that experience with my friends. Uh, and, and that's thanks to you, man. Uh, we we were screaming like little girls. <laughs> it was it was uh, a sight to behold. Uh, I jumped up and down so hard I knocked a can off the table. The coke spilled everywhere. The dog was <laughs> licking it up. It was it was insane, man. Anyways, uh, yeah, this uh, Saturday I am unable to watch the game. I do want to record it, but I do have 
uh, to play a show that night. So um, uh, I hope we come out with a win. I don't see why we can't do it. This team believes. They believe in each other, and uh, they work hard every day. They have a lot of talent, and they don't know any better. And I know that that's all they say um, whenever they're doing their press conferences is we believe in each other and, and uh, we work hard for each other. And <clears throat> even though that's total player speak, I actually think that it's, it's very true. This team is exactly that. It's a team. So go back. Hope we get a win this Saturday. All right. Bye. Yeah, and again, that ties in perfectly with what we were talking about before. They're they're playing like a team, and it sounds obvious and it sounds stupid, but when the Packers lose in the postseason, that's why. They lose in the postseason because they're fragmented. Right? The offensive line is just not – like they're not communicating and the, the receivers aren't paying attention and Rodgers is getting all flustered. And you can just see it's like, the, the, you know, like what happened? What happened? You guys are so good. But – um you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but I, I just I love the way that these guys are playing. I'm excited for the future, and I hate to keep speaking this way as though you know, all shucks, we're we're not going to win, but it's been fun. But I mean, I really do want to emphasize that point. Can, can I just well, we got one more call from Garrett. Let me just say one thing. I had a flash as we were doing this, of um, you know, right now we're talking about what a great season it is. If the Packers lose, I have a prediction. The Packernet phone line is going to be blown up with angry calls about how much everybody sucks and how unacceptable this or that or the other thing was. And I understand that within a 24-hour time frame, there's going to be a lot of feelings, and I'm probably going to be pretty upset about some stuff as well. But assuming the Packers don't win the Super Bowl, there's going to be an exit somewhere. You know, it could even be you beat the 49ers and lose to the Lions or something, you know, which would be massively disappointing especially insofar as like the anger level, because it's going to be like, this is on, you know, you had it, this was your year. Let me just request that when you get all the thoughts off your chest, let's try to as quickly as possible pivot to what we've all been talking about. And that is how unbelievably blessed we are to be in the situation that we're in. There is no more fortunate fan base than the Green Bay Packers right now. Garrett, carry us out of here. Hey, Pack Daddy, it's uh, Garrett in Southern Illinois. What's up? Uh, hold on a second while I take a bite out of my coffee. Okay. That's an ode to Jack Buck. Um, <laughs> it is definitely cold here, but my spirit is tingly warm after listening to the last few podcasts. Um, I will respond to something that one of the callers talked about, Gary kind of falling off after he got paid. Sorry, somebody just ran stop sign. Uh, I thought you were. I would. Using I would that like to prop. see uh, Paul Peanut Brittle call in or confront Gary himself and tell him to get the lead out of his pants <laughs> or uh, maybe unload his wallet a little bit so he's a little lighter see, see? in the pocket so he'll uh, get to uh, Purdy a lot faster this weekend because uh, it is definitely a noticeable thing and it's it's kind of uh, Alanis Morissette ironic when a guy stops making plays after he gets paid. So that's all I can say. Maybe Omar will uh, light a fire under him. I'm out. Yeah, we, we need we need a Rashawn game. It's going to be real disappointing if we exit the playoffs and don't ever get Rashawn because it's going to be hard to look at. It's going to be hard to look and not see that as a glaring issue. Regardless of what happened, maybe the defense was fine, the offense wasn't there, whatever, but it's still going to be looking you dead in the face. 
this um this untapped potential, this thing that just never showed up and and never helped the team when it needed it the most. So definitely hope for, I mean, I called out a big, um, big Romeo Dobbs day. I think it's time to call for a big Rashawn Gary day. Just feels right. All right, let's get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.